forward. He hits it very high. Wobbler coming up is Nassim. He's going to try to take it back. And he doesn't get any place. He fumbles the football. Let's see. He fumbled the football. The Eagles have it. Why sure? The Eagles have it. The Eagles have it. Bengals up by 7. 4-10 left. Here's a toss sweep. Mixon with blockers in front. Go, He's Joe. to the 10. Yeah. The 5 to Woo. the pylon. Yeah. Touchdown, yeah. Bengals, as Joe Mixon sprints 15 yards. This is a special win for this defense. And for Derrick Henry, 33 carries for 170. Mariota takes a knee, and the Titans get a shutout for the first time in nearly 18 years. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to TSN Four Downs. Here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, I'm Andy McNamara. I love those home calls so much. Great job, Arad. <laughs> Arad our producer. That Bengals call where you just hear the color commentator, who's always like an ex-player on the local calls, on the radio, they pop them on. It's like, go, Joe, yeah, go. It's the, the, the homerism is sensational. Unfortunately, Bengals, you're going to get your butts whipped by my Browns this weekend. Yeah, how do you like that? I have a great show for you today, folks. How to get that out of the way. I'm in a festive mood. So what I'm going to do is give away some tickets. I'm going to give away some presents. The Andy Claus is in the house, baby. Buffalo Bills tickets on the show today I'm giving away for you. Buffalo Bills tickets to the December 30 home game, the season finale, rivalry game versus the Miami Dolphins, courtesy of our friends at NFL Canada. The great people over there, Dave, Rachel, Vanessa, they said, Andy, you know what? We think your Four Downs listeners would like some tickets to give away. And I said, I think you're right. Buffalo Bills tickets to give away. This is what you're going to have to do. And I'll explain it again at the end of the show. Okay? As I like to do here, keep it nice and simple for you. Follow at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Follow at TSN4Downs on Twitter. And retweet my pinned tweet after the show is done today. So I will have the, the uh, tweet pinned that will have the show link. Okay? Do not retweet... The tweet where I explain what to do. That does not enter you. Just retweet the pin tweet with the show link. That's all you got to do. And follow at AndyMC81 on Twitter at TSN4Down. So not only am I giving away Buffalo Bills tickets for you in the Christmas mood. I went big dog for the Fantasy Football Championship weekend and help on DFS, DraftKings contest, whatever. I went big dog. Adam Rank is back, baby, from the NFL Network friend of show. Adam Rank, one of the best fantasy football analysts out there, joins me in about, uh, well, about 15 minutes' time. And Rank always brings it, so you're going to want to listen to this. If you're in your championships, if you're in your consolation, whatever, or again, just because you're out of your league doesn't mean fantasy football is dead. No, no. You play your DraftKings. You play your DFS contest. Adam Rank is here to help. I'm also here to help you. Last segment of the show, we'll have, as usual, hashtag AskAndy. So if you want to get your fantasy football questions in, tweet me at AndyMC81. Use the hashtag AskAndy. Happy to help you there. Also, to get a big picture look at Week 16, there are a load of playoff situations here. Scenarios. It's closer than ever for these wild card races and seeding. So I went with National NFL lead writer for Bleacher Report, Mike Tanier. Mike Tanier joins me in about a half hour time to go over all the big pictures. So a loaded show. Bill's tickets, of course, were delivered by Domino's. And folks, it's the holiday season. You're going to be getting a lot of turkey. Maybe some ham. I don't know. But go with some Domino's pizza. Break it up a little bit, right? Those after days. 
getting into the weekend, whatever. Domino's.ca. Try the large four-topping pizza, just $12.99. All the specials, all the side dishes, everything's there at dominoes.ca with the carryout and delivery specials. All right, let's get to three and out and first down. First down. Now, how about this? Josh Gordon of the now New England Patriots tweeted out earlier in the week that he was stepping aside from football to focus on his mental health. Then the NFL revealed that he's going to be indefinitely suspended for violations of his reinstatement. That is the expectation. The Patriots are on a two-game losing skid and coming off a terrible offensive performance. So how much of an issue is it losing a weapon with the potential that Gordon has? Well, TSN NFL insider Jabari Greer actually thinks it's a good thing for New England not to have Gordon. It's going to make their offense better. I know that sounds blasphemous, right? But it's addition by subtraction. I think that with Josh Gordon now gone, he was taking up a lot of those deep balls that Chris Hogan had so much success with in 2016 and 2017. With Josh Gordon now gone, those third down footballs, they were going to Rob Gronkowski and they were going to Julian Edelman. They now go back to their rightful owner. So I think that Josh Gordon is a great player. But with him now gone, we're going to see a more complete Cordero Patterson these guys now get an opportunity to share the wealth with Josh Gordon gone. That's very interesting on that take by Javari Greer because now Gordon is nowhere near his 2014 Pro Bowl level when he was with the Browns. He's he's not. Could he get back there? Perhaps. But he's had so many distractions off the field. He has right now two separate child custody court cases with two different women. Two. And prior to this season, he admitted that he had always either been high and or drunk when playing football. Guy has a lot going on in his head. We hope, I hope anyway, that he gets it sorted out. That's most important, of course. But for on the field, that's very interesting what Jabari said because we saw last year Chris Hogan making plays downfield. Julian Edelman. Cordell Patterson. Like, Does that open things up when Gordon, who has not been as dynamic, has that target share split up? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Let's move on. Second down. Oh boy, folks! You know, just when you think, just when you think, John Gruden can't get any crazier, can't get any more bizarre with his management of the Oakland Raiders. He goes and signs the worst statistical starting quarterback in NFL history. Yes, he's back, the Peterman, former Bills quarterback Nathan Peterman. And the weirdest thing is, Gruden is psyched about it. This is just a a signing. Gruden is pumped. ESPN's Bomani Jones and Pablo Torres list off Peterman's uh, uh, accomplishments. And to be fair to the Peterman, you look out in these streets and see some of the other cats that's getting jobs. There's no reason for you to think that you should not get a job. Not even if since last season you are last in QBR with quarterbacks with a minimum of 100 attempts, last in yards per attempt, yeah. 49th in completion percentage, yeah. and second to last in off-target percentage. That is a sample of 52. But John Gruden loves him. John Gruden fell in love with him in the draft, and apparently that love persisted. John Gruden is the Peter Stan. He is the guy who was ahead of everybody on even caring about this human being. And by the way, the other guy who must be super excited about Derek Carr having a backup named the Peter Man is Derek Carr. Like, I feel like Derek Carr was also in the office being like, no, ignore this footage. You, John Gruden, my coach, my president, were right when you did your QB camp. Yo, he's gassed about this. He loves this dude. 
I, I don't I don't get it. And if you hadn't seen the quarterback camp, yeah, he went over Nathan Peterman, the intelligence, the multiple degrees, etc. Those are all true, but. I don't know if Gruden is trolling Raiders ownership and they don't know it. Like, is this really an elaborate, candid camera style ESPN show that Gruden's in and we're just not aware of it? He's going to jump out from behind a wall at the end of the season and say, gotcha. Hey, yeah, you know, uh, we didn't really trade Amari Cooper because that's insane. I didn't really trade Pro Bowl pass rusher Khalil Mack because that kills our team. And no, I didn't really get Nathan Peterman. Is that what we're going to see happen? Because that's the only way this makes sense to me. What a total and complete dumpster fire. John Gruden, there's got to be something underneath. Like, this is a small, smart football guy. Uh, this is madness. Let's move on. Third down. And how about the NFC East title race? It became a whole lot more interesting last week with super backup Nick Foles on that white stallion coming in, rallying the Eagles to win. The Cowboys getting shut out by the Colts. Dallas could have put the division away, but Coach Jason Garrett said after the game that they lack mental toughness, quote-unquote. ESPN Stephen A. Smith was asked if he agrees. Of course they lack mental toughness. They, they lack anything that contributes to winning. It's who they are. It's who they are. Let's put this thing into perspective, okay? Can we just get it out the way? You got a head coach that's been there. Clearly, he got the job because he's, I mean, he's the adopted son of Jerry Jones. It's the only excuse that, that, that Jason Garrett is still a head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Should have been going years ago. Scott Littleton should have been going years ago, okay? But they're still there. It doesn't matter what they do. When the offense is elite, the defense stinks. When the defense is elite, the offense stinks. When both of them seems aligned, they're either mediocre or a little bit better and the special teams messes up. Or there's something that happens with this franchise. You got guys that can't stay off the weed. You got other dudes stealing drawers and cologne from a, de- oh, from a damn department. Steven so that's right I'm going there. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it, excuse me. Excuse me. You asked me the question. I'm answering <laughs> it. The fact of the matter is when it comes to the Cowboys, excuse me, you would think that since you haven't won a Super Bowl since 1995, that you've only had two to three playoff victories on your entire resume in damn near a quarter century, that it would elevate the urgency of the moment. You got the bull by the horn. Oh, by the way, recent history. You've got the NFC East Division crown right in your pocket. In three consecutive years, back to back to back years, you're lost to Washington, Philadelphia, and the Giants, not necessarily in that order. Each of your divisional opponents took you out in the last game of the regular season with an NFC East division crown on the line. And just a couple of years later, a few years later, rather, because they did go 13 and 3 a couple of years ago, just a few years later, here you are at 8 and 8 and 5. You have an opportunity to wrap up the division and you take somebody for granted. You got the nerve to walk around with your, st- your, your chest sticking out, acting like you did something when you ain't done a damn thing. That's the Cowboys. That is who they are. Oh, testify, Stephen A. Smith. Yes. They certainly weren't mentally tough last week. It made things a whole lot more interesting. And the Cowboys host the Buccaneers Sunday at 1. Philly welcomes in the Houston Texans. How crazy would it be if Nick Foles can win again for the Eagles against a very tough Texas team and at least give his teammates, give the fans, the illusion of recapturing last year's magical run. Unbelievable. Got to note as well that Cam Newton, of course, is... He's out. He's uh, shut down for the rest of the year. Taylor, Hanky, Heineke, it doesn't really matter what his name is. This is going to be a bloodbath by the Atlanta Falcons. This is, it's gross. What a disappointment. 
for uh, the Carolina Panthers and, and really that whole division. All right, time to punt to the poll question, people. And keeping with the Christmas theme, yeah, you can vote at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs. I want to know, who is your NFL fantasy football Grinch this season? Who's the Grinch? And if you use the hashtag on Twitter, a cool little Grinch face pops up. That's a nice little bonus. But who is your NFL fantasy Grinch? So somebody who, let's say you drafted high and disappointed, or you drafted and then dropped partway through and they got good, or you played against and, and they, they beat you, they screwed you, whatever. Who Grinched your fantasy football year? Who is your fantasy football Grinch? Vote at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs. I put four options here. You can tweet in your own, absolutely. Le'Veon Bell. Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Rodgers, or David Johnson. I'll give mine, we'll we'll swing around the glass, give ours quick here, and we'll get more in-depth in the final segment of the show about who our fantasy Grinches are. But for me, I'm going Rob Gronkowski because in one of my leagues, I never drafted Gronk before. I thought, okay, I'll find value later. Didn't want to spend that high of a pick. And, of course, most of the time, the guy balls out. This year, even when healthy, he has stunk and the one week I sat him for Jalen Samuels, because in the Yahoo League you get the uh, uh, running back and tight end eligibility with Samuels for Pittsburgh, then Gronk gets 20 points. And then he goes back down. Rob Gronkowski, Gronk, you are my fantasy football Grinch. And I give you a big lump of coal in your stocking, brother. All right, let's go behind the glass. Arad, who's your fantasy Grinch, man? I'm going to stick with the tight ends, and I'm going to go with Greg Olson. Mm. Picked him in the fifth round, I think, when... Uh, Guys like Evan Ingram and right. Trey Burton were still available. And oh. he stunk it up, and he wasn't healthy. What Injured. Else is yep. yep, Injured. But if he was, I, I, I feel you, because if he was healthy, all signs were pointing that that would be a stud. He's always Cam Newton's like favorite target. He yep. gets most of his uh, Cam Newton's passes because Cam can't throw downfield. No, because hey, his shoulder's busted. Not a conversation we'll get into today. <laughs> no. So, all right, our odds going off the board and going with Greg Olson. Chris, who do you got for your fantasy football Grinch? I'm also going off the board. I'm taking Matt Breida from the 49ers. Oh. I drafted McKinnon, but he got hurt like a few days after. Yeah, Picked up Breida, and then Breida was just inconsistent, struggled, struggled with injuries. I almost dropped him so many times. And oh. Just Man, and, and, to deal with. and then it's one of those things where you bench him, he does well, you put him exactly, back in, right? Exactly, yep. It happened to me a few times. That is a great fantasy football grinch. So we got Breda from Chris, we got Olsen from Arad, and you got Gronk from me. Who is your fantasy football grinch? You can vote on the poll. Le'Veon Bell, Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Rodgers, or David Johnson. We'll break those down a little bit later on in the show as well. Or, like the guys, go off the board. Vote at AndyMC81. All right. We're going to take the break. On the other side, it's time. The Big Dog, NFL Network Fantasy Football Analyst Adam Rank joins me to help you with your fantasy football championships, your finals, your playoffs, your DFS DraftKings lineups, whatever. Adam Rank is next on TSN 4 Downs. Adam, as we know, this is Fantasy football finals time. People are panicked. They're they're tweeting everywhere. They're they're second guessing every decision of the year. So I just picture you coming down as like the savior, the wrestler running, like the Stone Cold Steve Austin, the glass breaks, the Ultimate Warrior theme coming. You're running down to save the day. Are you ready to help our listeners try to win their fantasy final? This is what I do. This is exactly what I've been called to do on this earth is to help people <laughs> win a fake football game. So that's, I'm ready for it. This is ready. And this is break glass. Get Adam rank out. Okay. So we'll get to a couple of, we'll get to a couple. That's my music. What the hell? <laughs> there there it is. is. Rank is in the building. 
Storm through, deliver a stunner to an opponent. Love it. Uh, so let's get to a couple listener questions here, and then we'll kind of look big picture a little bit. So uh, one Twitter question comes in about the running back position. Todd Gurley, of course, questionable. Will he play? Won't he play? So there's one. This comes from Dave. Says, I have a bunch of running backs, and I need help sliding into one to an RB2, one into a flex spot. Do I go with Elijah, uh, Elijah McGuire, Jamal Williams, Damian Williams, Kalen Balage from the Dolphins, or Jordan Howard? Please pick two. Well, I think the easiest thing in these, two, in these situations is to just go with the guys that you know are going to get the majority of the carries, the guys that are going to be the, the lone featured back. And I think right. that the first two names off the list were the guys – who you can count on Elijah McGuire and Jamal Williams. Like they're the number one guys. Mm -hmm. Like that's who we expect to get the bulk of the carries. Now the other three guys, Kalen Balage, Damian Williams, Jordan Howard, they're all in timeshare committees. And even with, especially with Jordan Howard, you know, that's going to be a situation where Tariq Cohen ends up, ends up being a little bit more valuable as he's been for a number of times this year. So for me, and it's hard to get to this point of the season and, and looking at guys that you picked up off your waiver wire, it's always like discon disconcerting this time of year where you're like, hey, I used the first round pick on, you know, Todd Gurley, and now I'm I'm hoping Jamal Williams <laughs> is the guy who's gonna come through. But you know what? That's really what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, that that is where we're at. Uh this one comes from Devin on Twitter. It says wide receiver problem, it's ugly. Adam Humphreys of the Bucks or Josh Reynolds of the Rams full point PPR. Oh my God. Yeah. That is a tough one. Cause I've been de dealing with a lot of this too. I will let you know right now. I don't know if this is possible. These guys could possibly be gone considering how competitive your league is. I would look to see if Robbie Anderson's available. Mm. I'm assuming not. I would look to see if Demarius Thomas is available. He might not be as well, but given the two choices, I would probably lean towards Adam Humphreys, if for no other reason, because game script dictates that the Buccaneers are probably going to have to throw the ball in order to remain competitive against the Cowboys. I anticipate that game to start to get out of hand for the Cowboys early on, which means there's going to be an awful, awful lot of op and it, I guess it is awful, but an awful lot of opportunity for Jameis Winston to go out there and throw the ball. And it's a tough matchup. Against the Cowboys, obviously, they have one of the strongest defenses, especially at home. But you know what? Jameis is going to have to put the ball up in the air because they're not going to be able to run against that Cowboys defense. Although, although Marlon Mack had some success with it last week, I'm still going to go with Humphreys. I, know, I don't feel great about it. And I know the Rams run a lot of that 11 personnel, and they throw the ball a lot too. But Humphreys would probably be the safest pick for me. Yeah, and Adam, it comes down to your point of who's going to get the most touches. You have to look who's been worked into the game plan all year, and Humphreys is a much higher on the target share list than Josh Reynolds, who has popped and flashed at times, but ultimately can be pushed down and not get as many targets, right? No, that's for sure. And I think that we all tried to look like hipsters once Cooper <laughs> Cup went down, and we're like, hey, watch out for Josh Reynolds, right? You know, and we're all <laughs> proud of ourselves, like, we unearthed this gem, but it really just hasn't shown itself. Like, that's the problem. Like, it yeah. hasn't. Like, we always want to be the guy who's like, oh, yeah, I knew that guy. Or, like, anytime you see a band playing, right. you know, in some <laughs> small club, you're like, yeah, dude, I used to see Blink-182 when Scott Rayner was the drummer, or whatever it is. 
and you feel, you know, really good about yourself. And I think we wanted that for Josh Reynolds, but it just hasn't translated to points. And really, this Rams team has struggled over the last couple of weeks. I don't want to take I don't want my my Bears to take all the credit because I will <laughs> acknowledge the Lions sort of started the trend in the wrong direction for the Rams and anybody else who's starting Rams players in fantasy. But, you know, that that's been kind of a struggle bus. So I I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go opposite of Josh Reynolds this week. Go the other way with that. And one more Twitter question for you here. This comes from Adrian quarterback question. Phil Rivers has been my starter all year, but he's playing the Ravens D. Do I start him or Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills in Foxborough? You know, this is such an interesting one because I'm fearful of Phillip Rivers as well, and I'm I'm really just anticipating the the regular solid for him. He's going to flirt with 300 rushing yards. Or excuse me, yeah, Phillip Rivers is going <laughs> to flirt with 300 rushing yards, maybe for his career. That would be a twist. He's going to flirt with – that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> he's going to get around – he's going to get close to 300. I, I honestly believe he's going to have to throw the ball a little bit more than people are anticipating this week. He's going to get a pair of touchdowns, because that's basically what he does each and every week. So it's a safe floor, you know? It's like mm-hmm. like poutine, like it's safe. It's a, it's, you know it's going to be good no matter what. Is it the most amazing thing that you've ever had in your life? Not necessarily, but you know it's going to be good. It's rock solid. I would prefer that in this instance because Josh Allen, even though, and I, I had to go back and check, he is the QB1 over the last month. And wow. even last week, we saw Detroit really hem in his running attack. He, you know, the one thing that has made Josh Allen so successful is his ability to run the football. And even though the Bills lost pretty much every running back that they had, they couldn't run the ball, or at least Josh Allen couldn't. And he had, what, 15 rushing yards? It was pretty much par for the course of what the Lions had been able to do. And even though the New England Patriots have allowed the 10th most rushing yards to quarterbacks this season, I still believe that the blueprint – that Patricia put out there on somewhat slowing down Josh Allen is what is what the Patriots buy on his arm. And I don't know that his arm is trustworthy enough. So I would rather take the safest play and go at Phillip Rivers and hope for the best as opposed to really just putting it all on Josh Allen here in championship week. Yeah, that real gamble. Again, it comes down to don't overthink. If he's the guy's gotten you this far and hasn't fallen off a cliff, stick with it because yeah if, if you imagine that imagine phil rivers gets his usual what 21 points and josh allen puts up a stinker and then you're out of your fantasy final you'd be you'd be quite upset with yourself i would think quite upset yeah you know and i, I yeah you know and that's the thing i i think it's cool to have josh allen i know there's some people who've been forced to rely on him so mm-hmm. if you have like carson wentz or if you're in some sort of situation where you had been caught streaming quarterbacks and you've had to go with Josh Allen over the last month. Like, I'm not saying, like, morose about it. Like, don't, don't jump off the train just yet. But I think that given an opportunity to go with one of the most consistent quarterbacks in the NFL, you're going to have to go with that guy. In conversation with Adam Rank of NFL Network, just an amazing fantasy analyst. You have to follow him on Twitter, at Adam Rank. You can get him uh, first look Thursdays at 3 p.m. Good morning football on the weekend. The Adam Rank podcast, he's all over the place on NFL Network with terrific fantasy advice. Adam, on the show today, we've tweeted it out at TSN4Downs and at AndyMC81. Because it's the holiday season, it's Christmas, I want to know your fantasy 
Grinch. Someone who either you drafted or through the season didn't pan out, or even in your playoffs who is solid and just just hosed you. Who is your fantasy Grinch this holiday season? Well, I really hate to to pick on OBJ because he had an injury and it's been kind of it's been kind of uneven for him this last couple of weeks. So I will throw it on Eli Manning for not getting oh. him the ball enough earlier this season. That I mean, what are you doing? Like right? this is you have two players on that team that you really have to placate, and it's Saquon Barkley, who he did a nice job. Like Saquon Barkley had a great year, but it's like, what were you doing with OBJ? Like, why was he not more involved in what you were trying to do. And even though he had some games, and I don't think that OBJ was a complete disaster, but it still wasn't quite the season that I thought it was going to be. And I really do believe, and I'm going to put this guy in my fantasy Grinch list, even though he's been incredible. And I'm talking about Derrick Henry, who scored close to 78 fantasy points over the last couple of weeks. And as a matter of fact, if he scores over 30, this week, he will go down as the best fantasy playoff performer in history. He what? would be surpassing Todd Gurley, who did it last season. So he would move on. 30 points against the Redskins? Like, that can absolutely happen, which, by the yeah. way, that game is available on NFL Network this week. Yes. So <laughs> I look at that, and everybody goes, this is great. Like, how amazing. I'm like, no, it's not amazing. Number one, if you had Derrick Henry, you were probably eliminated. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't do anything. And then, you know, and then there's some people who had the misfortune of having a top seed and some sixth seed sneaks into the playoffs at six and seven. And they're like, well, I'll just start Derrick Henry. And then he has a monster game and you get eliminated. So there's a lot of things. And plus, you know, having it happen this season when it's no longer useful for you, you know, like you go out. I don't know if this happens in Canada. <laughs> Maybe this is an American right. <laughs> thing. But, like, you go out, you, know, you have a, a holiday party. You're like, oh, we're all going to get together. We're all going to go to the TGI Fridays or whatever it is. And you go out, and then somebody, you know, right when the bill comes, somebody disappears. Right. And so after everything's been calculated, everybody's thrown in their money, dude rolls up like, hey, guys, what? Here's a here's 100 bucks. Like, is it, oh, did you pay? Yeah, of oh. course we paid already. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Save your money. Like, that's exactly what Derrick Henry did to us. And, you know, quite frankly, I'm sick of it. So, yes, even though it's delightful, I'm glad he's having a great run, and it's it's fun, and he can reminisce on this at some point, and you'll all draft him in the second round next year and hope for the best. But for me, I'm sorry I have to look at it the other way, but he's been the biggest Grinch of anybody. You must have met my group of friends. That is uh, that has happened before uh, on on outings up here right? in Toronto. Yes, he they are the you know I'm going to refer to that guy as the Derrick Henry in my friend group. Uh, that's great, Adam. Thank- uh, <laughs> absolutely, I and mean, I don't even know. Do you guys tip like that's is that part of your culture? Sadly, yes. Such an American- I, I, I wish it was not part of the culture. I wish we went the Irish row and did not tip. But yes, it's and you know what? Well, one, one quick side that that really grinds my gears, Adam. It, okay, fifteen yeah. percent up here is like Get the norm, it. right? Right? 15%. And then all of a sudden, you hear it's like, well, 20%. It's like, well, who's coming up with that? The waiters? Yeah, if I was a waiter, I'd say yeah. 20% too. Who's coming up with these new tip amounts? I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a quarter now. Like, it's got to be a quarter. Like, who oh, is, like, why are we letting them dictate this? it? And why are we letting these these corporations, you know, yeah. all, these, all these restaurant conglomerates, like, pay your people a decent wage. Right. Why is it up to me <laughs> to subsidize these people? Right. Okay. Is it not bad enough? 
that I'm paying $3 for a soda that's probably not even costing you a nickel? Like, come on. Like, you're fine. You've made plenty of money. Pay your workers. Don't put that tax on me. And then I look like the bad. See, I was in the service industry, so it's tough for me. Like, I'm always the guy. And now, you know what's funny, too, is like trying to figure out 20%. I'm like sitting there, I'm like, you know what? F it. You know, I can figure out what 50% is, and it'll just be easier this way. It'll so it's like 100, like, okay, everybody, tip in, tip's 50. Like, I don't like I don't know. I don't want to sit here. And, well, I guess 100 is easy because then it would be 20 bucks. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's too hard, too. It's like, God, I wanted to come out here, have a couple of drinks. Now i got to do math. Do That's it. the thing where they get you on is they're trying to make you do math while you've had a couple of oh, pops. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I couldn't do this sober. Now – now that I'm drunk, I'm supposed to figure this out. Like, well done. Well yeah. done, service industry. You got me. <laughs> Just leave your shoe on the table. There, that's worth like 20 bucks. There. I'll walk out with one shoe, <laughs> you monsters. Oh, boy. That was a terrific rant, Adam. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time, as always. And uh, tell people, hey, where they, can, where they can catch you, where they can find you this weekend. I'm, uh, I'm in the basement. Nobody find me. I want to be lo- <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh, you can find me, obviously, on Twitter and all the social medias. Most of them are at Adam Rank. The kid on Instagram with at Adam Rank is some some guy that's not even his name, oh. but he's squatted on it. So you got to go to at Adam Rank NFL. And I actually need my Instagram to to grow because that's what you know the the twenty year old who works in our social media department is like. Why isn't your Instagram better? I'm like, I don't know because I'm ugly and nobody <laughs> wants to see me. Like I can I can turn a phrase. So Twitter makes a lot more sense for me. But whatever. So you can catch me on that. The TNF first look. I mean that shows. Done for the season. Uh, good morning, football. Still trugging along for yep. a couple of more weeks. They can catch me on that. The weekends, those are actually fun shows. So if you could check those out. And then otherwise, I don't know. Here's my phone number. Seven, no, yeah, oh God. But anyways, uh, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, usually on Twitter. I got nothing else to do. And I usually have a lot of free time while I'm sitting there holding the, holding the new board. So, oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to sneak that in that no. way, but, you know. That's great. Well, congratulations. And this is the type of guy Adam is. Even with a newborn, he will help you with your fantasy football questions. Adam, you're a gem, brother. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you so much. The pleasure, as always, was on this side of the phone. <laughs> Rolling along here on TSN Four Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Giving away Buffalo Bills tickets to the December 30 home game against the Miami Dolphins, courtesy of our friends at NFL Canada. I'll tell you how to win those in the next segment. But first, there are so many different playoff scenarios, seeding questions, and just overall things heading into NFL Week 16. So I went and chatted a little bit earlier with NFL National Lead Writer for Bleach Report, Mike Tenier. Mike, let's start with the Saturday night main event, Ravens Chargers. And it's there are huge implications multiple ways for both these teams. There's wild card implications, there's seeding, there's division. Like this is this is quite a way to to kick off week 16. I know we got the 4:30 game, but uh, forgive me if I'm not overly excited about 
Redskins, Titans. So, sorry. No, that's a good one to do your, your holiday shopping yes. during and maybe have on in the background while you're doing something else. The Chargers have clinched a playoff berth, but they still have home games in the playoffs. They still have a possibility of a bye. They could win the division. There's a lot of that. and It's going to be an informative game for them as they continue to beat good opponents. You know, you go back and look at their resume now, you know, having beaten the Steelers and beaten some of the other clubs along the way. They're demonstrating what they're capable of in the playoffs. I think the Ravens are in a different situation. They're trying to show that this Lamar Jackson option offense that they've switched to late in the season can do more uh, than just you know beat some of the weaklings along the way and get them into good wild card shape. Yeah, it came it came very close to beating the Chiefs, but they couldn't quite pull it out at the end. Uh, so there's a lot going on there, and I'm interested to see both what the Chargers are capable of and whether the Ravens are capable of uh, for securing that wild card and then being more than a one and done. And when you look at Let's let's move off that one for a second. Look at the Indianapolis Colts because I feel like the the Chargers maybe they're starting to get some just due now, but they were w- largely overlooked all season because of the Chiefs, the Rams, the Saints. They were the sexy picks. They were overlooked, but also I think the Indianapolis Colts, like the resurgence of Andrew Luck back to being a premier quarterback, has largely gone in, untalked about. Right? Like it's and they are right in the thick of it. Where do you think the Colts match up in this wild card hunt? You know, a lot of us are kind of in the same place with the Colts, and I think we've compartmentalized them. A good example of the fact is Andrew Luck not making the Pro Bowl and Tom Brady making yeah. the Pro Bowl. If you really look carefully, it's like that might not be 100% accurate uh, in terms of who's there. But I think a lot of us are like, wow, you know, they're going to have uh, a Rookie of the Year candidate, and D- Darius Leonard is going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year candidate, and, the, and, and they really have set themselves and put themselves in place for next year. And isn't it great to see Andrew Luck as the Comeback Player of the Year, et cetera, et cetera. And we're forgetting how good they are right now, mm-hmm. that they've won, I believe, what, six out of their last seven games, uh, you know, that they've now beaten the Cowboys, who are a strong beat team, beaten the Texans, a strong team, winning games on the road, and are kind of peaking at the right time. I'm not sure what comes out of the, uh, the wild card race right now, because we've seen that the Ravens are playing well. If you look at the Titans' schedule, uh, the Titans have a very f- favorable schedule moving forward, and uh, you, you throw in the fact that I believe that the, the, the Dolphins are still in the mix, and they still yeah. have some winnable games coming up. It's tricky for the Colts. Uh, I know the Colts are a pretend team for the future. I'm curious to see what they can do in the present, though, because if they do make the playoffs, you don't want to go in there, and you don't want to face Andrew Luck and all these young players who are peaking at the right time of the season. Well, that's just it. And if we look at the seedings in the AFC, it's not too often at this time of the year you're worried about the New England Patriots. Usually it's, okay, another top seed wrapped up. The playoffs go through Foxborough, yada, yada, yada. Now they've lost two in a row. Josh Gordon, gone. A Gronk is nowhere near the same player he was for whatever reasons. They're 9-5. and And, Mike, if, if you have to go on the road, if you're New England, we have seen in the past when that happens, the Patriots can be had and eliminated early. What do you think of this Patriots team and the damage they can do if they don't? And it's looking very unlikely that they can get a home field advantage. I don't know if they're going to get the home field advantage, but there are a couple of things stacked up for them to at least get the first round by mm-hmm. and to get you know, the first round at home, and that puts them in the championship game and that gives them a fighter's chance. I mean, the schedule couldn't be any better. They get the Bills and the Jets late in the year, yeah. when we've just talked about the fact that the Steelers have to go on and then face the, uh, the Saints, who have a lot to play for, and, and that Chargers game is going to be a problem. And the Chiefs have a very strong Seahawks team they're facing, so there's a lot of opportunities like that, but you mentioned all this, and to see a team this vulnerable coming out 
uh, out of um, New England. You have to go back to like 2009. I believe that was the, fir- the last time they were not like 13 and 3, 14 and mm-hmm. 2, at least having uh, a first round buy guaranteed for them. And it's a similar kind of team because, as you mentioned, the weapons around Brady are not as good. And I think this year the defense isn't as good as it was in past year. And I think it's pretty obvious, unless you're you know wearing your Patriots jersey when you're talking about it, Brady <laughs> isn't quite what he's been a few years ago. So it, it, the stage is set for them to go on the road and get a loss conceivably, you have to remember the Chiefs are not known for their home playoff victories. Uh, There's not a team out there who has the other side of that. The the, the Texans are not known for their big wins against the Patriots in the playoffs. So uh, a lot can happen. I I think the one I'm looking at is if they're playing, if if it's a Patriots-Chargers game in L.A., it's a totally different game from a Patriots-Chargers game happening in Foxborough. And that's that's the kind of matchup I'm looking for, and that's what home field advantage could do for, for either team right now. In conversation with Mike Tanier, NFL national lead writer from Bleacher Report on Twitter, at Mike Tanier. Mike, when we look at the standings here, and I'm going to stick with the AFC for a moment, and we go through all the teams. All right, you got the upstarts, Houston Texans, rolling along, and you mentioned their lack of playoff success historically in Kansas City as well. Those are young quarterbacks. Those are young teams. Deshaun Watson hasn't had success in the postseason. uh, uh, Pat Mahomes has not. And when you look at it, all right, well, even if the Ravens get in Lamar Jackson, I'm not buying that. Brady, Rivers, Roethlisberger, those teams might not be clicking right now outside the Chargers, but when they get in, like we don't know what to expect out of those young quarterbacks and young teams. So even if they're hot right now, maybe the old dogs can pull it out one more time. Maybe they can, and you want to acknowledge that without getting carried away and yeah, overrating yeah. it. So I think we've seen a couple of times where Brady has not quite been that guy, as we mentioned earlier. You look at the Steelers overall as a team, and their over-reliance on that Roethlisberger, you know, mm-hmm. pump-baking and getting out of trouble and pulling uh, miracles out of his hat, throwing to Juju Smith-Schuster and to Antonio Brown. And, like, you know, do they have a counterpunch besides that? Uh, Rivers and the, and, and, and the Chargers, very strong team. Younger coaching staff, some younger players yeah. all around their defense, and, and they're coming back from injuries. So uh, you should can say these things and say, wow, those old guys are going to turn around and turn up the heat in the playoffs. It's not as easy and cut and dry as all that. We could be seeing a situation where some of these younger quarterbacks, particularly Mahomes, who is flanked with a lot of talent uh, and a lot of talent in the coaching staff, could be the one who flipped that script a little bit and say, hey, it's not about you working your veteran magic as a quarterback. This is about the whole team. This is about the system. And and maybe a little bit about a a changing of the storyline in the NFL. And let's finish off with the NFC here, because this storyline... Mike, it's fascinating because it looked like everything was, uh, you know, you're in week eight. All right, Panthers are six and two. They'll roll to a playoff spot. And, and everything kind of looked like it was in flux and it wasn't going to be an interesting race. Well, all of a sudden, the Packers are five, eight and one. They fired their coach. The Vikings are sputtering. <laughs> the Bears, the Bears are 10 and four. And the NFC East is wide open. Which is the scariest team to you in the NFC? And let's park the Saints and the Rams for now outside of those other teams. Is there one that you think can jump up and challenge the Rams or the Saints in the NFC? It's clearly the Bears. It's crazy. And uh, it's clearly the Bears because when they're at their best, they look like they are better than those teams. Yeah. And right. the, some, sometimes they're at their worst and then they look like just another team or like, so, you know, they get they lose to the Dolphins and things like that. Mm-hmm. But at their best, you look, you look at their talent up and down both sides of the ball. You look not just Khalil Mack with some of the other guys they have on defense. You, you look at Mitchell Trubisky, another young quarterback, but night and day different than he looked in the first couple games of this season that he's developing at the right time. And, and they're almost like they're the Eagles this year. They're, 
they're the team that uh, you still haven't figured them out. They still have all this creativity of scheme uh, and that they, they could come in and, and kind of blow through things. Now, they have had some injuries in their secondary. There are some uh, issues there as well. But I, I wouldn't want to be going into Soldier Field, nope. and I wouldn't want to go out there and say, I'm going to have a weak game against them like the Rams did a couple weeks ago. I wouldn't want to be in that position in the playoffs if they're firing at all cylinders. Matt Nagy's got to be the coach of the year, right? Coming over and making that team from a de- strong on defense, but Mitch Trubisky from year one to year two, it's remarkable. Is there another contender than Matt Nagy for, for coach of the year? I can't think of one. Anthony Lynn down there with the Chargers. Okay. He takes a team yeah. that has been 500 for a while, gets very creative with the offense, integrates a lot of young guys on defense. I think that's a, that's a possibility as well. Frank Reich is another possibility where you look at the, how bad that team was for several years and how quickly they turn things around. It's going to be a fun last two weeks of the season with so much on the line. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And, uh, and enjoy your weekend of sports. There he goes, Mike Tanier from Bleacher Report, their NFL lead national writer. Okay, people, we're going to take the break, wrap up with a slew of activity. we got our big three locks of the week, our game predictions. We have hashtag AskAndy for your fantasy football questions. Still time to get some of those in. On Twitter, at AndyMC81, hashtag AskAndy. Also, I want to hear your fantasy football Grinch. Who's your fantasy Grinch? Who Grinched your season? You can vote in the poll question as well at AndyMC81. And I will let you know how to win Buffalo Bills tickets to the December 30 home finale. That is next to wrap up TSN 4 Downs. You know Peyton and Brady and Newton and Breeze, Rogers and Watson and Dalton and Wilson. What do you Baker, Baker, the touchdown maker. That video is going viral, by the way. Back to wrap up the Christmas edition, holiday edition of TSN Four Downs. I'm Andy McNamara on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at TSN Four Downs. Remember, people, we are delivered by Domino's. Go get yourself a large four-topping pizza for just twelve ninety-nine. You're going to get turkeyed and hammed out, you know that stuffing and all that. Get yourself some pizza this weekend. Watch the games. Enjoy for the big games. Go to dominoes.ca, check out all the delicious side dishes, desserts, and all that fun stuff right there at dominoes.ca. I'll tell you now as well, set it off the top of the show. I'm in a giving mood. The Andy Claus is in the house to give you not just fantasy advice, but also tickets, baby. Buffalo Bills tickets. Yeah, there you go. Hey, now. This is what you got to do, okay? You got to follow me on Twitter, at andymc 81 Follow the show at TSN4Downs. This is for the December 30 Bills-Dolphins game in Buffalo. So first of all, to enter, make sure you can go. Don't be a jerk and just win and not go. Okay? The December 30 game, Bills-Dolphins. And then what you got to do, follow on Twitter, AndyMC81, TSN4Downs, and then retweet my pinned tweet that I will put up once the show is podcast, which will also have the extended edition of my chat with Adam Rank. You do that, I'll do the draw Sunday night for next Sunday, December 30's game. Courtesy of our good friends at NFL Canada. Big thanks to them. Okay, it's Fantasy Football Championship time. There's DFS contests to be had. 
Let's get to Ask Andy. Let's go. It's time for Ask Andy with TSN 4 Downs fantasy analyst Andy McNamara. You can join the conversation on Twitter and get your fantasy football questions answered by tweeting at AndyMC81 using the hashtag AskAndy. All right, so let's let's get right to it, producer. All right, it's Vandy. All right, what do we got for uh, some Ask Andy questions? So our first question is at Marty21259. So I guess 21,258 <laughs> other Martys were taken. A lot of Martys. In week 16, would you start Kirk Cousins or pick up Josh Allen, Case Keenum, Derek Carr, or Sam Darnold on waivers? Oh, boy, this is a tough question. You can start to second-guess yourself, right? So this is what I think. Cousins and Keenum are no-goes for me, both of them. Okay, they're, they struggled to crack the high teens fantasy points this this season over the last few weeks. Like I'm I'm not excited about Keenum, especially in Cousins just hasn't done it. Darnold has a good matchup at home against the Packers, coming off of a 21 plus fantasy point outing. But even though it's you know he's been a bit up and down, and I'm gonna lean towards Josh Allen here, people. Yeah, for the Bills, even though it's in Foxborough. Josh Allen has been a fantasy stud. Check this out. He's averaging 25.29 fantasy points per game over his last four. The lowest of those being last week at 19.76. He uses his legs. It might not always be pretty, but he has that cannon arm. The arm talent gives him the biggest upside for me. So I say New England also is allowing the ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Give me Josh Allen. I'll go with Allen. What's the next one? The second question is from at Barry Portley. I made the championship on my stud running backs, but my wide receiver two spot is awful. Tired of Corey Davis's floor. Mm. Who should I start slash has the highest floor? Doug Baldwin, Robert Foster, Corey Davis, or Deshaun Hamilton? Okay, well, I'm with you on Davis. And that Titans offense is, it's all run now anyway. They're just leaning on Derrick Henry. He's, he's woken up finally. So, no to Davis. Baldwin's volume, it's too inconsistent for my liking. I never liked those Seattle wide receivers, right? Like, he could pop, he could not. And then you're hosed. Deshaun Hamilton's been getting the most targets out of this group and has the best matchup versus the Raiders. He's really stepped up in Emmanuel Sanders' absence. Go with Hamilton. Ride that Bronco. What's the last one? And last one is from AdMassey85. I'm playing for pride this week, Andy. Going for third place in my PPR. Pick three of these wide receivers. Robbie Anderson, Antonio Brown, Deshaun Hamilton, Adam Humphreys, or Corey Davis. All right. Uh, so for the last hashtag, Ask Andy, obviously Antonio Brown. You trot him out no matter what. Uh, we already said no to Corey Davis. Adam Humphreys against Dallas. Out of that group, I like Deshaun Hamilton and Robbie Anderson better. Anderson has developed some real good chemistry with Sam Darnold. The last few weeks, it's undeniable. So go Anderson, Brown, and Hamilton. So there you go. Hashtag Ask Andy. We'll also get your fantasy football Grinch of the Year in here. I want to get that in before our big three picks. And you can vote at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Who's your fantasy Grinch? Who Grinched your year? Okay, who, who did you draft high, draw, played against, whatever? Who is your fantasy football Grinch? I went with Rob Gronkowski. Our choices are Le'Veon Bell, Gronk, Aaron Rodgers, or David Johnson. Bell leading the way at 58%. And boy, how many first overall picks were like, okay, well, he'll wait. Got a tweet in from at Herbie Sachs. Says, Keenan Allen, for me, amazing all year. Hurt early second quarter with zero points in the fantasy semifinals. Yeesh. That's a tough one. I'm going with Gronk because I drafted him for the first time ever in one of my leagues, and uh, he's, he's, been, he's been terrible. He's been terrible. Okay, there are a lot of implications this week. Playoff seeding, 
uh, standing, making the playoffs. So let's get to our picks of the week. The Big Three. All right, for me... I'm going to Cleveland, baby. Baker, the touchdown maker, is going to be baking a lot of touchdowns inside First Energy Stadium. The Browns started the week at seven-point favorites. They're up to nine and a half. Their biggest, their their highest line favorite in over a decade against the Bengals. Bengals won't be able to score. They just have Joe Mixon. Tyler Boyd is out. Jeff Driscoll sucks. The defense has been better. I'm taking the Browns to cover nine and a half points. Lock it in, baby. Lock it in. Arad, who's your pick of the week? I'm going to go with the G-Men, the New York Giants. Nine and a half point underdogs against the Colts. Obviously, they're not going to win, but they're not going to lose by nine and a half. No OBJ. I feel like Mm-hmm. Eli got the vote of confidence this week okay. from Pat Shermer. He'll so show I feel up. Like, yeah, they'll show up. They'll show up. Just to cover. All right, and Chris, what is your lock of the week? I'm going with this week's Sunday night matchup and taking the Chiefs to cover the two and a half points spread against Seahawks. Ooh, Chiefs to cover against the Seahawks. That one is in Seattle. So there you go. Got my sleeper picks of the week up on Twitter at AndyMCD when my DraftKings playbook uh, article. You can check it out there. Here, a quick hint. Take the Atlanta Falcons defense against a Cam Newton-less Panthers team. And I also am liking um, Kalen Balaj running back for the Dolphins over Kenyon Drake. Tweet me, hashtag AskAndy. Remember, uh, retweet the pin tweet of the show to win Buffalo Bills tickets and follow on Twitter at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. We will be back next Sunday for the regular season finale and get ready for the playoffs right here on TSN4Downs on TSN1050 and TSN1150.